Welcome to Garage Conversations with Char, or GCC for short. My name is Charlene Brisbane, and this podcast is literally recorded in the garage of my home, located in the suburbs of Philadelphia. The intent of the discussions you will hear are to inform, engage, and inspire. You might even laugh a little too. Coming along for the ride will be my producer, editor, sort of co-host and favorite daughter. Well, she's actually my only daughter, Shelby Brisbane. So I urge you to grab your beverage of choice and snack if you desire, sit back and enjoy. morning. I think this is our first morning one, Shelby. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I like it better or worse. I'm in between. You know, I'm more of a morning person. Well, at least I get to I drink. Mean, you're, yeah, you're drinking your smoothie. smoothie this morning, so I'm drinking something different. What about you? I'm just drinking water right now, mm-hmm. which I have been for the last couple of episodes, I think, which is kind of boring. I'll shake it up later tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm a morning person too, and you know these take a while to record, and I tend to like to be like in bed, doing like nothing. either asleep or doing nothing by like mm-hmm. nine thirty ten because I'm an old person. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I tend to get up and do stuff. So, and uh, but nonetheless. We have a special guest today. I think all my guests are special. We have my cousin, uh, your cousin, James Comer. And among the many things that he does, he is a self-published author, as well as an owner of his own publishing company, Blessed With Words Publishers. And in that capacity, he's not only been able to publish his own books, but also those of his children and multiple other authors. So it's really growing at this point, which I think is really impressive. So I thought it'd be great to have him come on and talk about a little bit about his personal works and those he published and, and how he might inspire others to, to share their work. So, James, did I leave any any other critical points you want to share about yourself? Oh, no, no, that, not at all. And I, uh, I definitely appreciate you uh, having me and being, being a part of this. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, is, this is great excellence, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> Before we get started, James, I'm going to ask you this because you're in, like, the publishing industry. And I, I was watching as someone who likes to write and would like to eventually finish a, a novel <laughs> to some, at some point. I, I follow a lot of people who, you know, are either write books or authors or, or agents on YouTube. It's called BookTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. And someone was talking about how with COVID, that had really affected how publishing and books and all of that. Have you, like, run to any, like, uh, road roadblocks with any of your book stuff? Oh, no, not at all. Actually, I think COVID helped people that wanted to write. It gave them more time to write. Yeah. I have one uh, one lady's book that I'm working on now. Once everything happened, she was a teacher. And so when she had to stay home, she reached, uh, she reached back out to me. And, then, you know, she was really ready to get her whole project started. And as a matter of fact, her book is almost completed. Mm-hmm. So, and that was, I guess... Not necessarily due to COVID, but just it opens up 
you know, a, a different type of window to when you have to work a, a nine to five. Right. And so. So stepping back a little bit, I still would like James to share his story about what drove him to publish. And I've been been uh, fortunate to actually get myself a few little words out there via, via James books because he asked me to be involved in a couple. So <laughs> that's I, I really a, appreciate that, you know, um, doing being able to put that on my little resume. So talk about how, how you got into it in the be, in the beginning, because it's just. To me, it's such a uh, a special thing to do. Like, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I admit, I, I I'm a little bit nervous about that. That's why I work a typical job, I guess, <laughs> where you know. <laughs> so to do something to put yourself out there like that, what what got you into to self publishing? Well, I've always uh, been a writer. I've always wrote uh, poetry and you know just different genres. You know, uh, since I was little, and I think I started. I, I don't know why I, I, I thought that uh, it was time for me to write an autobiography when I was younger. <laughs> uh, so I started writing my autobiography. Um, I was writing uh, uh, movie scripts. Mm. I was doing a movie scripts and, and shooting a film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always had that knack just for writing, um, you know, period. Um, but I didn't take it too seriously mm-hmm. um, for quite some time. I think the older I got and the more mature I had, I realized that writing, how could I make, how could I move some things with my writing mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. through, uh, you know, different areas. And um, that's when the war was going on around, I want to say 2011, 12. Oh, after, after September 911. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I felt like I'm not going to put on a uniform and, and uh, go to the front lines, but I wanted to fight differently, mm-hmm. which was through writing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started writing the first book, Remember Me America. And I wrote that in kind of bits and pieces and did interviews. And once I actually put everything together, I still didn't really put the book out. I still didn't take it seriously. But and I and I'm not sure. And you probably know this and I'll probably share with uh, with you this. Uh, Ron was really the one that really Mm -hmm. pushed Mm -hmm. that book. I I spoke to him and we were Mm -hmm. talking about this project and we were just talking about a couple of things. And I. I can remember it very vividly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, how excited he was mm-hmm. and his and his words were, you really need to get this book out here because there's so many people need to mm-hmm. uh, understand this. And, uh, you know, and once he told me that, I think probably the next few months, I really went strong at mm-hmm. uh, publishing, you know, Remember Me America. For me to get into the actual self-publishing, I was trying to get other people to publish me. Right, right. And that was that was the big draw. So I'm going through all these different people and they're trying to charge me so much money that and even though I didn't understand what they were charging me for, I realized that what they were actually doing, I was able to do myself. Mm. So I said, wait a minute, I you know, I can format this a little bit or, you know, wait a minute, if they're charging me a hundred dollars for a copyright and copyright at that time was like maybe thirty bucks. Okay. That I can get online for, you know, within like a few minutes. I said, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. A lot of this I can do, you know, ISBN barcode. So once I started to really figure out that these are some of the things that I can do that I don't have to pay for, maybe that was the cheap route, <laughs> but it was a blessing to open me up to really learn uh, the business for myself. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to make a long story short, so that's how I really got started in self-publishing you know my own my own books Mm -hmm. and it's funny to me how you know i'm 
I'm technical background. You have a technical background. Your job is very technical, mechanical, and you have this creative side to you. Yeah, I was going to ask in college or like your job when you first were getting into career, was any sort of creative medium even thought about or? It, it, It actually was. I think when I was in, um, I was in California in 1999, and this is when I was, I, I, I got into what I'm doing, my career per se, you know, which is like electromechanical. And so I got into that at 1996. So by 99, I went to California and I realized that, wait a minute, although I was doing pretty well financially, there was still that part of that, that side of me that didn't want to work for anybody. And so that's where the entrepreneurial part, you know, came in. And I didn't know what I was going to do in regards to what business I wanted to own. I tried a little bit of everything. I did. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a, a, a place called Specialty Merchandise Corporation, and you'll sell things wholesale. So that's when I began to learn like profit margin and different things like that. But it probably wasn't until the first book came out that I really realized that wait a minute, this is what I really want to do. As you know, as it relates to uh, you know business, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But there's always that part. There was there was always that freedom that I've always wanted mm-hmm. uh, that you can't get when you're working a you know a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah. No, that's 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 something. Because even me, I like to be creative. I plan things. I guess doing this podcast is my opportunity to do something a little bit more creative right, right, right. than my yeah. my technical nine to five. You were talking about daddy. Yeah, just just for context, and you know, every now and then you may hear his his name come up. Um, I'm a widow. My husband was in the military. He was an officer in the military, in the army, and Shelby's dad, of course. So uh, he his name may come up every now and then. Right. So when when the audience hears it, Ronnie, he was definitely a military guy. So he uh, uh, to, to the T. Yes. <laughs> To, to the T, and and I and I, I just I do want to say you know even about that I, I believe that his the, the untimely death brought so much more importance to mm-hmm. that project, right? And that project meant so much more to me, mm-hmm. you know, just because of the words that he spoke, mm-hmm. and it, and it was not you know not long after that with that death, and so um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it just brought so it just brought so much more, and then it and it, it allowed me to really share that story on why. That whole book came about, so I credit a whole lot, you know, to uh, you know, to him for the completion of that. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit though about what Remember Me is about, so that I mean, it seems very obvious. It's a focusing on military, but so um, so Remember Me, America. As I said, it was a tribute to a different uh, uh, veterans. So it was a book of poetry, a book of short stories. I highlighted seven veterans, one which was my grandfather and, and, and a cousin, an uncle. And then I I was able to go into a Fort Lee base and actually interview some colonels. And, mm-hmm. and I was and just humbled. That whole project really humbled me. But it's uh, prayers. So it was, a, you know, it was a different type of book that really encouraged those uh, veterans and families of veterans and those who have lost. Uh, you know, uh, those to military service. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I just just wanted to play my part in, mm-hmm. in the encouragement of, you know, of, of our servicemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it was it's a really good, you know, book. not this. 
I, it's my podcast, so I can push it. <laughs> um, you know, because I think sometimes we we do appreciate the service, but we don't appreciate the families that are at home. Right. We don't appreciate right. how sometimes veterans are treated when they come home, and also some of the post-traumatic uh, stress syndrome and all those yeah. things that are part of serving our country. So, and that's where the title is at. Is so the title is in, a, in is in a question format. Remember, you know, remember me, America. Mm-hmm. You know, because we want to remember them, and oftentimes I think that we don't remember them enough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So one of the things you started to touch on when you were talking about why you got into publishing was the cost. So I am. I had one of one of my thoughts was like. How much does it actually cost or what's the average cost to self-publish? And how do you manage the distribution of your books? Because like, do you put it on Amazon or something or do you just sell word of mouth? I mean, you know, how do you how do you do it? That's the that's the difficult part. That's the real work comes in after you actually write. (laughs) Everybody believed that. Oh, man, I just have to write this and have to, you know, once once it's written and you're ready to. Really, uh, you know, get it out. That's where the true work, uh, you know, starts at. Absolutely. Um, but nowadays, it is it is easier with word of mouth, social media, and the way that you advertise. You know, prior to going the, the traditional publishing way, trying to go through a publishing company, and you know, they'll get a percentage of what you know what you put into it, and it, it's so you know, it's like so much more. But I think now it's a whole lot easier. So distribution really depends on your drive. Mm. Uh, st- starting off, my drive wasn't as I had a drive, but I didn't have the marketing ability. Mm-hmm. And so uh, remember me, America, you know, although I sold quite a bit of copies, it probably could have did more. But my marketing wasn't as great. But like I said, nowadays, uh, marketing is, is so much more easy just through social media, through followers, through influencers. Mm. So do you lose like Facebook, Instagram? What what is Yeah, uh for me now Facebook and I'm just I know I'm a little uh a, a slow on it, but just getting into trying to get into Instagram and uh you know and there's some other mediums. But somebody once told me if you can get your book into the into that right hand person that's able to really kind of you know, you know, execute, that makes a, a world uh of a difference. You know, and so um so yeah, but the, the the cost of it, the distribution is one is is one thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that comes through you know through your marketing. Um, now I go through an online uh, printer, mm-hmm. which is so much more convenient, more cost efficient. So I'm able to get more books out at a, at a cheaper price, but with the same quality. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the good thing. But price wise, oh oh my goodness, you can go anywhere between, and I know I'm probably on the low end. Of mm-hmm. The scale because I'm so personal. I, w- I work very close to you know uh, all of my clients. But wow, I've I've seen publishing all all way up, up, upwards of ten thousand dollars. I've seen uh, upwards of uh, uh, ten thousand dollars. Some may do twenty five hundred. Now there are some that will. Uh, I had a, a young a young guy ask me about doing a book. And he went through this company, and I'm not going to say what the company name <laughs> is. I don't know how that all go, but he said, "Well, they were charging him twenty five hundred dollars for a four page short story." Oh wow! And um, and I told him uh, I would step away from that very quick. Think that that's ridiculous to have someone edit four pages 
<laughs> of a short story and charge you twenty five hundred and not get anything out of it. Pause so. one more time. Okay. So you were talking about how you you suggested stepping away. Right. Right. Yeah. So I told so I told I told the gentleman. Um. You know. And I I, I kind of became his mentor because he wanted to be a writer and and uh, he was going to Howard. Very talented young you know young man. I told him. You know, and that was also a push for me to say, let me know whatever you need me to do that kind of help you. But when I see stuff like that, I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, that's a little, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a little off. So, uh, but to answer the question, yeah, it can go anywhere between fifteen hundred all all the way upwards of ten thousand dollars, depending on what you're getting and, and and the quality. And that's the one thing that I, I tell everybody: just make sure that the quality is perfect. Um, I've seen editors where. The, the quality is not great. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at run on sentences and, and, and I would like to believe that I've gotten a whole lot better just with my own editing, although I outsource it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's certain people that will charge you and then really don't do a great job in, you know, in the verbiage and everything. And so you have mm-hmm. to really be careful on who you choose to be your, you know, your publisher and who's going to work on your whole project. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I just want to put out there, because I know we're talking about self-publishing, but from a traditional publishing standpoint, what a, a lot of people don't realize, and why I think, you know, James, having you speak on this is really important, especially for young writers, is that unless you have a unicorn book, unless you have the next Harry Potter, unless you have the next yeah. Twilight, unless you have whatever the, the next thing, I'm that those are only YA books, which I don't even really read. But anyway, regardless, right. unless you have that, like, which that miraculous, like best-selling, amazing idea, that's not to say that your idea isn't great, but it just is, it depends on the time and what the publishers are looking for and this and that, then you're going to be asked, they're not going to give you a whole package of like, you know, promoting your work for Absolutely. you. You're going to have to do that yourself. Absolutely. You're going to already have to be putting out money. And then also with traditional publishing, and this is one of the things that I considered is like when you do traditional publishing and you don't do that promotion for yourself because right. they're not going to do it for you. Um, if your book doesn't sell, they can pull it from the shelves and then you don't really have control over Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So those are all things that you need to consider when you're like choosing between self-publishing and going the traditional publishing route. Right. Yeah. We. If you have a name, as you said, if you have a big name, you'll see a lot of celebrities writing book and they become bestsellers. Mm-hmm. We don't know how great that book is written, but because they have a name, they're able to, you know, really push that, you know, that book out there. And I think the percentage oh, is very low for a, a, a big time, like a random, like a random road a book house, what's that, a random house, or you know, some, mm-hmm. you know, somebody like that mm-hmm. to pick you up. I agree with you, one hundred and ten percent. That book has to be a unicorn to where you're making major moves to where your name is starting to really get out there. And mm-hmm. they, they have to see that type of potential. Mm-hmm. And, but that's rare for the, for that young writer just to say, hey, I'm about to go and mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Barnes & Nobles tomorrow. Uh, you know, so it has to move. That book really has to move in a completely different way. Your name really has to, you know, have to be out there. And I'll give you an example. There's a um, book that was written. Um, by some in Philadelphia, and the book wasn't that great, mm-hmm. but her name was great, and she wound up doing very well. And so that was one thing that I, I recognized is that you can have the worst book, but the best, the, the name and the marketing, mm. and your book will sell. Then you can have the best book, but sometimes it, it, it may not sell 
you know, if you don't go through those proper, those proper channels. So yes, Shelby, you hit it right on the mark. And I mean, that's not to say like, don't, a- absolutely. you know, right. Because again, like you could have a great book and I mean, a, no one's first book is like perfect, of course, right. but you know, right. that not, don't stop trying because it's hard. I mean, it, it's hard to self-publish <laughs> like that's, right. it, it takes work. I, I should say it's not like as just easy as just putting a book out there you do have to do the the promotion and the editing especially right. is important yes and yes. stuff like that but just right that, that that would be my recommendation to everybody if you have a thought in your mind about whatever it is that you want to write about just write mm-hmm. and you you have a, a product if you if you write and you don't don't think about the the publishing part just yet mm-hmm. Just start writing. If you have a journal, just keep writing. Just and the more you write, um, I, I have a, a, a file cabinet of mm-hmm. so many different writings that's that's probably that probably won't be published, but it's there. Mm-hmm. So if you're a young writer, just write. And mm-hmm. one day you may say, you know what, I want to put this. I want to put this in print. Mm-hmm. Now you have something that you can work with, and then now you can go. You know, but that very first step is just start writing. Yeah, it's hard, though. I give you and Shelby as writers a lot of credit because I've been trying to write this book based on my college experience for years. And I just do a paragraph here or there. <laughs> and I think it would be something that people would find interesting because. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, you know, having grown, get one to college like in the in the the late 80s, which was to me such a interesting time to be in college is, uh, is something. So I, I, I do have it in a little folder on my desktop on my computer. <laughs> and every time when I get a little mood, I put it in there. So I mean, like, and you're, you're my mother, but also I, I, from what you've told me about your story idea, like I, I really want you to write this book. And if you need me to help you go straight, I can do that because mm-hmm. I think that I think you you have something there, and, and yeah. And I want I want to say this: uh, when when people write, you have those that are that that write with the potential of publishing and getting it in print. They believe that they have to write the uh, the edited version right <laughs> from right from the uh, start. Mm-hmm. If you have thoughts, don't don't think about having it all in in order mm-hmm. or. or or how you think that you foresee it because things can change. Right. If right. you have a thought on your book, just just write what, what you're actually feeling. Mm-hmm. And then when you go into the editing process, you'll be able to say, okay, yeah, this word needs to change or this is yeah, how I yeah, need to yeah, format. Yeah. That makes your writing free. Mm-hmm. When you write, you can, you can write free. You're not constricted to the thought pattern of, it has to be technical because that is the most difficult thing. So think about when you're writing a, a term paper for school right, right. or something like that. You're like, okay, I have to give this to the teacher. But imagine if the teacher said, just write whatever, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, just freestyle writing mm-hmm. or whatever come to mind. Um, and, I, and I did a workshop like that, actually, where they just gave us words and they just said, yes, say all that to say that if you have this story, mm-hmm. just think about a, a free your mind to a place. Yeah. Of, this is where I was in the 80s. And um, I'm writing on this particular this this particular topic on on this, mm-hmm. and then just write, mm-hmm. and then you know because I know like you said, I, and I know that you're very thorough and particular <laughs> because you've edited some of my books, <laughs> and I love the way that you edit because you're so real and you you'll be able to do that. But for your own book, yeah, write it free, just write from your heart. Yeah, right. And when you write it from your heart, 
Yeah. When it gets into that, when it gets into that, the, the editing room, then you can start to format, mm-hmm. change the words, make it to where it's readable. Right, um, right, because right. Because I think some people get so caught up. In yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I want to write a book and it has to be like this. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's very difficult to do. Yeah. And it's going to be very time consuming. Some people never even complete their project because mm-hmm. of, you know, the strenuous yeah. thought pattern of it. So, yeah. so, I, so I encourage you. Yeah. Just, just write free. Yeah, yeah, I probably will need Shelby's help, but I, I'm going to try to be more free with it. Just if something pops into my mind, just type it out. Yeah, write it down. And like a lot of writers, you know, absolutely say exactly that, James. It's like, don't edit your your first, oh like just like, don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. And right. even I've had to like, I'm like writing a novel right now and I've had to like stop myself and something that I, that works for me is like I have a Google Doc and I have like just kind of like it's almost like code that only I can understand of what what's happening. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. like it just to get an order of things. Some people are very meticulous and have like spreadsheets and this and that. And right. you know, it just depends on like what works for you to just but just write, yeah. If you saw my notes <laughs> every single one of my books, you're like, no, I don't understand. I don't understand it. So there's always a method to the madness, right? Right. For for each individual, mm-hmm. uh, I can only imagine some of these big time authors and and what their notes look like. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know. So, um, but yeah, yeah, just writing is from the heart. It's a language of imagination. And right. It just right. comes right from the heart. It's not a language of technical ability. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. No. That's those are some really good words. I was thinking of when you were talking about quality and. And actually something you said last night at our family Zoom meeting, we have these family Zoom meetings once a month and started with COVID. Again, stay home. I say that every episode now. (laughs) Stay home. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you. So that's why our Zoom meetings, we keep our family in touch. But uh, James is working on a book for his daughter and he was talking about he loves his picture, but it's just not to the quality. So can you talk a little bit about, and you, you talked about another book too, having this issue the quality and how that matters and how you think about when you're trying to get those final pieces together for the book. Wow. Yeah. I tell you what, this, this last book called Regain Worth, and it was about a, a, a woman that was abused for seven years. And uh, it took almost a year. And right at the very end, we got into the printers and I'm still looking at each page, I'm still looking at the page numbers. I'm still looking at, and I think that that just came over time of understanding that. Wait, wait a minute, when you put a book out there, that you want to be very, you know, meticulous when it comes to every word. I, 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 I did a book that I had two words off that most people would have missed. Paid four hundred dollars to get, uh, you know, the, the book shipped out. And I just lost four hundred dollars because I just knew that those two words that someone would have caught. Mm. That, and, 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 and so when I say quality, the way that it looks, the way that it's written, I looked at uh, Remember Me America. If I look at Remember Me America, which is the first one and the very last one that I've that I've done, I can see a, a, a huge difference, um, you know, in growth. And that's because, you know, when you. When you, and not to say that I didn't take Remember Me America seriously. Right. It was just that the, the lack of, of experience. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so now uh, that I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a few years, quite a few years in now, that quality, because now I, now that I'm representing other people, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not only representing them, I'm representing myself. And so when they look at Blessed with Words publishers, they're able to say, wow, that's that's pretty good. Or that's, yeah. you know, that's, you know, that's a, uh, you know, a well-written book. And I want I want the quality to be so good that it that it can go into, in, into Barnes and Nobles or Books a Million. And someone will say, wow, you know, I like that. Let me pick that up. And that's, you know, when I speak about quality, it's, it's just a representation of what you stand for. And that's with any brand. Uh, you know, uh, be it books or, or any other business, you know, mm-hmm. when you stand on good quality, you know, people take notice of that. So really, James, you are not just like running a publishing like company, but you're also an agent <laughs> for, and you also write. So you do kind of, of every, literally everything you kind yeah. of. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so close. I'm, I'm not a traditional publishing company. I'm, like I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very small. I'm a, I'm a team of myself and what I outsource. And mm. so I, outs- I typically outsource getting covers done. Um, because it makes, it makes it feel good to even give other people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that opportunity, other creative people to do, you know, covers and different things like that. And so that, that, that always feels good. The cover is always the thing for me. Mm-hmm. Once I see the cover, that inspires me to, to, to complete the book. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's, it's something about, you know, you know, doing a cover. So, um, you know, so yeah, so I, I outsource some things. I outsource typically editing. I'll, I'll do light editing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to a place to where it's readable. And then I'll typically outsource that no mm-hmm. matter how big the book, no matter how small the book, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, just, a, just a little bit of everything. Now, the agent part is interesting that you say that because I've never considered myself an agent. Up until this last book, mm-hmm. where I was making phone calls to the uh, the newspapers and radio stations and media for this particular. Now she she's she goes. She's one that, as as you said, she's a part of her own uh, process, and she plays a huge part in her own you know in her own movement. And so I said, wow, you know what? It would be interesting to also you know, help push that. But being an agent opens up so many more different doors, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so I, I did consider that. And so, you know, me and her will be having that conversation, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so. So what made you make that leap from just doing it for your own books and of course your daughters, but taking it to that next level, I'm going to help other people do this. Or was it something you like intentionally decided to do or did you sort of get sort of pushed that way? No, I, I probably got pushed that way. There was a there was a young lady, and she said, um, "Oh, well, I always get the question. I've always wanted my own book. I just don't know how to do it. I just don't. It's so much. And most people are like that. Most people will tell you, I have a book idea that I want to do, but I don't know how to get started. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Wow, that's really you know interesting. And so she came to me, and I said, Well, let me let me. I'll help you get started and you tell me, you know, uh, how that went. And this is where I actually developed a process helping people write. And she was the very first one. I remember it. She told me what she wanted to write about. She's been through her life story. And she's also been through abuse and divorce and just so, I mean, she had a lot going on. So what I did for her is I said, well, I'm going to write you out a, a outline. Mm-hmm. But within this outline, I'm going to ask, ask you uh, questions. I said, it's going to be some hard questions, but I'm going to ask you the questions. But I'm going to format it in chapters. And so uh, so I wrote her out. It was a 
It had like 21 chapters, but in each chapter, I outlined different questions to ask. And um, she came back after six months and through the questions and through that process, she had a 21 chapter uh, book. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Did that process just work? <laughs> you know, so I'm like kind of like scratching my head and I said, yeah, that, that, that have to work because, you know, you're getting all of the information. And I told her the same thing that I just said. I said, just right. Don't worry about just whatever your thoughts are. I said, I'll take care of trying to, tr- you know, translate it for the, you know, for those that's going to, uh, that's going to read. And so that book never manifested, but it opened up the other doors for me to, start writing outlines for other others that wanted to do, uh, do a book. And that's when I really realized that um, the first book I did was uh, Mind Your Business. And it was a, it was a uh-huh. business book. And um, same thing. I wrote her out the outline, gave her what we, you know, everything, all the components. And she came back and we completed her book. And that was the first book that I said, you know what? And mm-hmm. to see her and to see her smile on her face, <laughs> to see the smile on a regained worth. And her name is Crystal, Crystal, uh, Crystal Jones. To see the smile on people's faces and to see where I'm able to bring forth something in somebody else mm-hmm. that they never thought could happen. That's, that's almost like payment for me. Mm-hmm. That's payment for me to really see somebody that have always wanted to write a book and put their wor- words and thoughts on paper. And when they see it, especially again, the cover, I think she cried. I think when Crystal <laughs> saw her cover, I think she literally, literally cried. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I think that that's, that's probably why I really do what I do. It's not so much I'm trying to become a millionaire and whatever guy has, he has. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more so opening the door, opening the door for someone who's have, have always wanted to, you know, really, uh, have their book, uh, imprint. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. So there's no, no, nothing like it. No better feeling. So you just were talking about you. You know, written some, I guess, it's probably some inspiring books. You have a business book. Do you have any type of, does your publishing company sort of focus on certain types of genre of books or are you open to any type of book? Do you? It's, it's mostly nonfiction, uh, inspiring books, personal stories, business business books. I, ha- I had one that I did. Oh, as a matter of fact, we did the Stop Dreaming, Make It a Reality. We, we did the workshop a couple years is that ago. Okay. Uh, here. But the, and that book is based off of that workshop. Oh, okay. And so, and, and my personal story in regards mm-hmm. to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You know, the one books, the, the books that I have not done yet is novels. Oh, okay. And I had someone that uh, wanted to actually do a novel. She sent me the story, but it was, you know, it, it, it didn't kind of fit into the blessed with words type of mm-hmm. uh, encouragement. You know, so I had to kind of turn that one, you know, away, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I haven't, haven't been a novel yet. Mm-hmm. Haven't been a novel yet. I think I, I would do a novel when my team gets a little bigger mm-hmm. and I have multiple, uh, editors that's able, cause when you do a novel, that, that's a whole different. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a different beast. Right. That's a different beast. You have to, uh, focus on character development and, and, and it's so much more. And although I've written scripts, uh, full feature scripts. I think a book for a novel, you know, to, to have a novel, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a, and that's right now that I really don't have mm-hmm. unless my team, unless my team is a little bit bigger. Everything else I can, you know, 
mm-hmm. you know, pretty much put together. But a novel, as, as Shelby probably can attest, that's it's that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that you know, not writing nonfiction isn't because writing is writing. Yeah, with, I think with nonfiction, it's really like there are, as far as like writing styles and general like right. composition, it's pretty. You know, there's not a lot of things that are coming out of left field. With right. novels, you can kind of push the limits a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. That pushes your creativeness. When mm-hmm. you write a novel and a fiction, it can push your creativeness to a whole different, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a different level, which is interesting. I think for me, though, I, I, I would much rather write the scripts than, than a novel, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, but it, novels are fun, though. Novels are really fun because the creativeness that you can put in there, I mean, listen, you can say whatever you want, however you want it. <laughs> you know, the Martian came out of space and he was blue, but then oh, it's, <laughs> it's so much that uh, that that you know that that you can you know you know push on that. So maybe one day though, I won't I won't totally put it. No, totally close the door. Yeah. But when you so when you have people like that who come your way, who and you say, okay, well, this isn't really fitting where I'm at right now. What do you, do you give them like some steps they can do to publish themselves? Do you give them, do you have other friends who you can push them towards? Yeah, I I, I still encourage them. And Mm -hmm. and the first thing I encourage them again is just to rush, just to start writing, Mm -hmm. you know, write down, you know, uh, write down your characters, write down where you try, where you want to, where you want to, where you trying to go to the story. Some people don't know the end and that's fine. Some people don't know the beginning and that's fine too. You know, but I still give them, you know, just a word of encouragement that if this is what you want to do, by, you know, by all means, uh, you know, right now, if they completed the book and it's to a place where it can be published, then I, I will consider, you know, still, you know, publishing them, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I'm talking about they've gotten past the editing stage. Okay. But they just need someone to say, I want to kind of go under and, you know, just, to, you know, just to publish everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'll do that book cover, and, you know, but as far as the, like, the content and mm-hmm. all, all of it. Yeah, because there's some things you just like need for a book, right? I think you've talked about that, what, ISBN number, then you have to get a copyright. And, right. yeah. and I mean, even down, and I'm, again, James knows what he's talking about, even down to the page numbers, which you don't, you don't think about right. that right. When, right. when you're like, okay, I'm going to write this book. But then it gets into like, okay, well, but what, what, what font is it in? What's the page number? Where's the page number going to be? Absolutely. You know, all of that stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, IS, like ISBN, I mean, and I've, you know, and it was information that I wasn't trying to hide. I think that some, you know, some publishers say, I'm going to get your ISBN number for you. And they'll charge you, you know, maybe a hundred or $200 more mm-hmm. to get that ISBN, you know, and, and that's just your knowledge of going on and knowing, you know, how to navigate, you know, through that, you know, but it's, it's, it's small things like that where some people say, listen, I'll pay that extra. Just you do, you, you know, you do it all. And, and that's fine. That's fine as well too. But it is a small thing to, Copyright, the ISBN number, as you said, the, the page number. There's some poets, the poetry book I'm doing now, they may want, want it in the middle of the page mm. or you mm. know, left, you know, right. You know, but once I hear the, uh, the vision, mm-hmm. I'm able to say, okay, most people are fine with, you know, what, what I, what I recommend. Mm-hmm. You know? and, then, and I'll show them different examples of what I have done. And then they say, oh, okay, yeah, I like that. 
So how do you get into something or do you want to get into like a something like Amazon? Oh, Amazon is pretty simple to, to really do. Because I think I found your books in Amazon. So <laughs> that, That's pretty much the route that everybody goes to. We, we know Amazon is just mm-hmm. you know, this giant. And so most people do, you know, the Amazon. Um, I'm still navigating my way through actually getting into the bookstores. Now, you can get your book into, I can pretty much get any book into local bookstores and some small, you know, pop bookstores. That's, you know, that's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Try to get into, uh, say, like a Walmart or if you go into the supermarket, they have something called choice books. Mm -hmm. You know, typically they have customer service and they have like a lot of inspirational books. Mm -hmm. They they require, you know, they have different requirements. Or like Barnes and Noble or something. Right. Now you can, now if you do ebook, you'll, you, you can get onto Barnes and Nobles. That distribution gets into the Barnes and Nobles ebook, the Amazon, the Kindle, the i, you know, the iBooks, and you know, so that the ebook is pretty much worldwide, mm-hmm. but the physical book is a little bit different. Get, getting into these uh, these staple stores that has been around forever. I mean, aren't you in some brick and mortar? Isn't really the right term I'm looking for. No, no, no. You're, no, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, it's possible. You can do it. You yeah. Know? Do they charge you like a lot? I'm just curious, like uh, Amazon or ebook, do they charge you some percentage of book sale? Do you have to pay something up front? Do they? Yeah, it's, it's, it's typically a percentage. Okay. Of, you know, of how, you know, because like you said, they're in their book. Like there's, there's certain stores that you can go to and it's, I want to say it's like, they get like 30% and you get 70% oh, okay. on, on some stores. And, uh, you know, so. Yeah. You really have to be very self-promoting and, to yeah. go to knock on the door, can I put my book here? Whatever. Right. Yeah. If you if you have a go hard with your book, I believe that it's going to sell many copies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, and again, I, I reference um, uh, Crystal Jones. Her go hard is like, you know, to a to a different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's the name of her book? Her name the the name of her book is Regain Growth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I mean, that's at least for me, the part that I struggle with is the the promotion part, because I just hate social media. And but like and a word of mouth is still a thing. Absolutely. But, you know, with Instagram, for example, that's a really that that is a really good way to reach people. So it's about like really putting yourself out there and like, you know, maybe being a little uncomfortable, even with, you know, to promote yourself mm-hmm. because again even like with amazon like you want if you put your book on amazon you want people to buy it right, right so right. they have to know that it's there and you, and you still have to put a little money in, into uh, uh promoting mm-hmm. and, 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 adver- and advertising you know when, when, when you do advertise like right now um, we put her book into a um into a, a, a few of the local papers and from from that she's getting sales and uh she shot a video mm-hmm. And when she put the video out here and she was literally in tears telling her story and she had sales with that. Now, the video is, is, is real and she didn't, she didn't even expect that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, as you said, you know, when you put yourself in a position where it may be uncomfortable, but sometimes you have to, when you share your story, you know, people gravitate, you know, uh, to the story, you know, especially of, of being an overcomer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of books that, I, that I've written that you know, may not sell as many as this book, as as her book, because everybody loves that story of this. Wow, you really been through that, and it's a story that a lot of women are, were unwilling to tell. Mm. 
And when you're unwilling to tell that and you kind of can connect with somebody that has, then you're like, wow, you know, I have to, yeah, I have to support that. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, that sort of goes into, and we talked a little bit about the motivation of continually writing yourself or publishing others. So it is about, you know, sharing those stories of overcoming. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And what do you, what would you tell people who, like, you sort of were talking to me about this. You have a story, but you're not sure. You're, you're, you're not, maybe not confident. Shelby brought up, you know, confidence, all those things that, you know, sort of hinder us from doing these kind of things, you know. What gets you over that hump? I mean, I know, I know you just say right and all those kind of things, but is there one thing that you think that pushes, can push that creative, move it forward, I guess. Who can you change? Mm-hmm. So is it more important for you to withhold something in you that can possibly change someone else? Mm-hmm. And so if you have a if you have a story or a testimony that can possibly really change the life of someone, you know, why why not? Why not put it out there? Um, I, I do think the hindrances, the uh, uh, the shame. Some mm-hmm. people have shame of what they've been through, and mm-hmm. so they decide not to write about that. And that and, and that and that's fine. You know, um, I think that's a, a personal uh, yeah. decision. Like there's when my autobiography come out, and I understand why it had to be so long is because there were some things that I was ashamed of mm-hmm. that I said, no, my family can't know that part. Of <laughs> Or my family and friends, but now that I'm older and I recognize who is going to change, and some of the young men that is going to change, it had me rethink putting out certain, you know, certain things. And so to get, I, I believe, to get over that hump, even if you don't uh, write to publish, write it for yourself. Mm. If you write it for yourself, at some point you may say, yeah. Now it connects that it's going to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. But if you just just write it for yourself and keep keep it under your mattress, keep it wherever you want to. But when you just write it for yourself, one it brings fulfilling within mm-hmm. your, your own your own self. But two, um, you have something that at any given time you can say, "I'm ready to I'm ready to make a change. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer uh, afraid. I'm mm-hmm. no longer um, ashamed." I have the confidence, you know, now, and, and that's fine. Some people, it is that lack of confidence. Right. And looking at your own vice going, is why? Why are you writing? I mean, some people say, I'm going to write particularly because I want to, I just want to be an author. I want to be a bestseller author. Mm-hmm. They want to jump into that realm of, man, I'm trying to get up here with, like you said, the, uh, yeah. the, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but then you just have some people that say, I, I just want to write. I just want to. You know, I have this journal that I want to translate into a book, and you know, mm-hmm. and like you said, um, consider why. Consider why you really want to write, and that answers a whole lot of questions just for yourself and where you mm-hmm. want to go. We had um, my mom's personal trainer on the last episode, and she, this can be applied to literally anything. And I think when we're talking about artists or creative block, or even just being nervous about getting started with your creative process or writing, what have you, she said. Um, like look at your day, basically I'm paraphrasing and like you can, you will not, not be able to find 30 minutes to write every day, like, or 15 minutes to write every day. Like you'll be able to schedule that in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and getting into a schedule can be difficult. But once you get started with that that process, I know that can be super helpful um, for people. Also, I wanted to mention that there's a thing called NaNoWriMo, which is, um, or RIMO, which is um, the National Novel Writing Month, which is basically, it's, it's like in November, you're going to write a book. So it's like you have to like hit the page, wow. you know, the the word count. And that really inspires a lot of people to right. get to get their book done. I mean, it's in a very, you know, short period of time. And again, it's not going to it's not going to be perfect. You still have to edit it. I mean, you're writing a book in a month. Of course, you're going to have to edit it. But uh, yeah, that's another uh, resource to check out as well. Oh, and so what I was seeing was uh, sometimes what I do is when somebody sending me information to put together, even before they write the whole book. Um, I'll format it for them like one or two pages and I'll put like chapter one, uh, you know, write a little bit about what they gave me, put a page number on there. And I'll send them just that page. Um, sometimes the visual encourages people to say, oh, wow, it can look like that. Okay. About um, the page. Yeah. So um, when I give them a sample of what it can look like, I think that it encourages people. And also I would do like a, a some type of, and I do do a little bit of graphic design. I typically outsource it, but I, you know, I, I like to try to, you know, dip and dab in that a little <laughs> bit. But to be able to just uh, put something together and send them like a, a sample cover of what it could look like, I think that that also gets them a little tight. Oh wow, I see my name by such and such <laughs> on the bottom of this book, and then I think that also helps it. Uh, encourages them mm-hmm. to say, "Oh man, I can. This might be kind of good. Let me let me keep going." And then, secondly, I um, and I've always said, "Yeah, definitely set an appointment for yourself, whether it's a, a, an appointment and goal." Mm-hmm. Um, so when you say, "Listen, I'm gonna spend 15 minutes or 30 minutes, write whatever," you mm-hmm. know, in, in, in that time, if listen, even if you even if you're at a blank, start to position yourself with that that appointment. So every time you sit in here. Listen, you have an option. Let me let me let me write some things. Um, but I'm at a blank. But I'm at this appointment. I'm, I'm thinking about or pondering. But that gives gives you that self time to be able to say, I'm actually going. To, I'm actually going to do this. Yeah. So I I do want to uh, check on something with you, which you if you feel comfortable sharing about James, because I think it's important as you talked about writing a book about yourself and also this recent book about the woman who overcame abuse. You have people who are the abusers or different people that you're talking about in this book. And how do you protect, I guess, that person who's writing the book to be true and transparent, but also we live in a litigious society. I'm sorry. People want to sue you for defamation of character or all kinds of things. So how do you balance that or how do you protect that in being able to, to, to present that book that is true to that person? Well, the first, the first protection is uh, the disclaimer mm. on the fact that this is this is uh, my story, this is my voice, this is what I uh, th- this is what I remember about the events that I'm writing about in this book. So the disclaimer that's you know, or you have to get permission from the actual person. Now, uh, my autobiography, I do have certain people in there that I will get permission, you know, from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I spoke about my first marriage. And so I would have to get the permission from her to be able to say, hey, put your name in there. I don't have to. But, you know, when you're, you know, dealing with something like that, 
the easiest thing is to get permission mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the actual person. Obviously, I don't think if you're writing a book on uh, the abuser that they will give permission. Right. They don't want to be you know, put out there. And in and, and that case, you know, you're putting out a disclaimer that this is not with the intent of destroying character or integrity for those in that. But it's still, the, you know, the recollection of that person that's writing. Mm-hmm. You know, that. Like change names, correct? Right. As long as it's nothing that's identifying mm-hmm. that particular person, you know, uh, you know, in that book. Mm-hmm. You know. I'll throw out another sort of creative question, especially when you're talking about pro- poetry. Some people choose to use maybe words that maybe I wouldn't use in my lexicon, <laughs> or like you said, they may go in certain ways. Do you do do you? Do you, how do you feel about that creative expression and how do you manage, how do you manage that? You and, you're, know? and you're asking about like in James's own, like. Yeah. Yeah. Pub- like publishing. Umbrella. You know, uh, publishing umbrella. Yes. The, the poetry book that I'm doing for the, uh, a Jamaican lady right now, um, she didn't want to change. And, and this is what made her book so easy because. Her poetry is a poetry. It's very, I would never touch poetry. The only thing that I would do in poetry, I would have to ask them, did you spell this specifically? You know, you know, but poetry is something that, like you said, it's so creative. I don't touch anybody because I, I don't want nobody to touch my poetry, mm-hmm. how, how it's written. But it depends on if, if there's a poetry book that's just completely ratchet, mm-hmm. or I guess for, for lack of better words, or just that doesn't, Align with you know my, my morals and values. I probably won't touch it. Um, I mean, if it's you know if it's profanity, like just all throughout and the content of it, and, and, and you know, then I probably won't touch it. But if there there may be a, a word or two that's they're, they're expressing themselves, but the whole content, the whole mm-hmm. uh, project in itself, you know, is it, standing for something, or you know, they you know, so. That's I don't really you know I I'll I'll do that mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that you can, you can definitely you know be creative in in that way I think that's a really important point about like okay if it if it doesn't have if it's like so outside of your the realm of what you work with then right. you're you're probably not going to pick it up anyway we as writers yeah we as we as writers have to be aware of that like of <laughs> I'm not gonna come come to James necessarily with uh, uh, one a novel like we spoke about that the genre is like dystopian or like or I don't know crime fiction or, or something like that I feel like or sci-fi not un- until you you like explicitly like say okay I'm open to these things I'm not going to bring that to you and a lot of agents do the same exact thing like you have to really look and see okay well who am I trying to like Right. have represent my book and what are they looking for and do I represent what they want their company or their their business to 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 represent you right. know so you know we talked a lot about you know being self-publishing the challenges even the benefits but maybe can you put it into like a little nice nice box in the sense of really you know what would what what are definitely you say the benefits of self publishing versus the challenges? The benefits of self publishing is you own everything. Mm. If, if I was to say if you wanted to self publish, um, you whatever you invest in, you're getting a hundred percent back. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously you'll you'll pay whoever you need to to get your book out there. But that's all. That's that's all. That's all you 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 maintain power. You maintain the control, and you're pretty much your own boss now. How well mm-hmm. you market it, <clears throat> right? Is is that's that's the that's that's the challenge. Um, I think the, the benefits of the bigger publishers they they have a a, a bigger uh, audience to be able to really get their book out. So uh, mm-hmm. their distribution may be bigger, and you just have to be willing to say, "Hey, if you want to go with a bigger uh, publisher, then you just have to recognize that you, you may not control, you mm-hmm. know, the movement of it." And I think that you had said it, you know, a little earlier. Mm-hmm. But self-publishing, you, you you do everything. So this mm-hmm. ri- rise or shine on your own, uh, you know, on your own words, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, or like you said. There's books that I probably moved less than 200 because I didn't put the work into. So the downfall is that you have to be very, if you're not a very dedicated person mm. or if you're not a very consistent person or like me, I struggle with, I'm always moving on to the next uh, project <laughs> before I'm actually putting the work into the one that I just completed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes a very special person to be able to say, I'm going to take this one. I'm going to make this one into something and, and, and build one. So the, your dedication has have to be so much uh, on, on, on a different level, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, to be a you know, self-publisher because it can happen. Mm-hmm. It can happen. If, if you're, if you're every day pushing it and you know, what's good. Um, like right now, uh, Crystal sent her book off to I want to say Tiffany Haddish and uh, a couple people. Oh wow! That that was known to be abused, mm. and so to get that type of endorsement of someone, that's a big thing. And so again, it goes back to what I had said before: if you can get your book into the hands of somebody that can actually help move it or or endorse it, you know, yeah, that's that's a that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, but yeah, it, it takes a special type of person, a dedicated person. You know, I, I wish I had been that dedicated. Not necessarily with Remember Me America. I knew the content in there. Yeah. But by the third or fourth book, I think that I had that experience to say, okay, this is great. Now, I've, I've actually done, re- I've actually redid Remember Me America. Oh, okay. Same content, but updated it. To where it's applicable for today, mm-hmm. and so you know, I'll probably get that out there, you know, <laughs> at, at some point. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, it's, it just takes a special person. So it's definitely not a benefit because yeah, I wanted to, I want to be able to say, this is how much I pay for my printed books. This is how much I can make off of if I sell X amount, and then you get into the business aspect of it. But all of all of all of that income is generated. And channeled through me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want a second and third party. But that's just me. Right. Other people may just say, "I don't want to deal with the the self publishing part. I'll write the book, and I just need you to take care of, of every everything else. It doesn't matter." It, it, it has its it has its drawbacks. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. A little bit of. You know. But it's it's a little little give and take. But it just depends on each each individual. Yeah, so I I think that, you know, it's really cool that you've been through the self-publishing route and now you're a publisher. So you can appreciate what people have gone through. And as you mentioned, you know, liking the fact that you are everything is going through you. How does that translate in how much you charge 
people to publish? Do you do you charge them like a percentage of their sales? Do you, yeah, what is your pricing model? You know, I would say for you know a person coming to you and wanting a book published. In regards to uh, the pricing, um, I break it down to the formatting of the book that depends on a project, the editing um, of the book that's pretty standard, but also it depends. So I may have a book that's say 10 pages as opposed to the one that is 90 pages. Right. And so that's going to take, you know, more time. So um, definitely the editing is a price on that. Um, ISBN number, copyright. Um, I incorporated to my price uh, the actual cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have uh, three different, um, you know, cover designers, graphic designers that does different covers, um, you know, as well. Um, and so, yeah, so that's all built into mm-hmm. uh, the price. And, um, and like I said, they're, they're, um, they're required for their own prints to buy their own prints. But to, uh, to make that up, we typically would do pre-sales and pre-sales would probably cover however many prints, you know, they want and they would still make profit off of, you know, off of, uh, their book. So you have like a printing house that you work with to print the books or, yes. yeah, okay. Yes, yes. I, I, it one was local um, that I will always go to, but now that I, I found the online uh, printer that is that, that is just as efficient, uh, time wise, quality wise, but at a, at a lower cost, and oh. so that definitely helps the client. And just let, if I can jump in here, um, you you mentioned pre sales. Again, we're getting real deep into like well, it's, you it's know, called self publishing one hundred and one. Self publishing, which, which is good. Pre-sales are can be super like important about yes. like they can like make or, or or break really again just another another thing to mm-hmm. think about. The pre-sales they're kind of like the taste tester of mm-hmm. people that are really interested in your book. Um, again, and I keep referencing uh, Crystal, you know, because that was the most recent. Um, and once she put it on her social media page on pre-sales, she pretty much, we didn't even have the books yet, and she had already sold close to 200 in less than 24 hours. And so, you know, so, and then once the book actually came, it was, it was just verified of how good the book really was. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but her pre-sales helped her pay for her first shipment. And then she was able to, like I said, make profit off of, of even even the pre-sale. So, so what what is about the number or amount in the in the in your first first printing of a book? She, well, she only got two hundred. Typically, oh. uh, and and I'm not, I can't speak for everybody. Typically, a hundred or two hundred. But her her first shipment was two hundred. She sold those out fairly quickly, and we just got another order. And she so she ordered two fifty. Okay. And I believe with her, the more books you order, the, the less expensive. Oh right, right. And so. Um, the way that her book is moving, um, she's probably going to, you know, keep increasing as as it go, um, as that demand keeps coming in. So, and how do you weigh the cost of the book versus the printing? Like, is it a standard like eight ninety five? I don't know how they come up with the number, the cost of the books. <laughs> it really depends on that individual. So, oh. if you, so if you say, well, I'm going to get a hundred books, and if each book costs you say $5 to print, just throwing a number out there. Right. You have to determine, okay, well, well how much profit am I looking at getting mm-hmm. from this particular book? So you may say, all right, I'm going I'm to do $15 and then you'll make $10. Or sometimes you may say it's not about the money. Um, I know 
it has to be over over five dollars. Right, right. So you don't want to take a loss in printing books. Um, like there are certain books that I I, I had for maybe three dollars a book, and I probably sold it for maybe eight or nine dollars. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about the money; it was just about the content of what I really wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, get out. So it just really depends on what what you're really looking at uh, profiting and taking into consideration not only the printing of the book, but the, pack, the, the shipping of the book. Oh yes, uh, that that cost that may be maybe two dollars to, to ship it out, and so you have to really uh, just count the cost of that whole packet, not just the, you know the print, and then that determines how much you really want to you know put put your book for. So, yeah, yeah uh, I think that's price, price your book for. I'm sorry. I think artists always have a hard time with that because it was really I was going interesting Christian, talking yeah. about talking to Christian Shelby's boyfriend partner whatever you call it today who he 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 was really nice in our conversation he brought his ledger like and he shared how he has to give the owner of his shop 40 percent yeah and then he has to pay all his bills and you know so people who don't know or haven't listened to that episode just so we're clear uh, christian is a tattoo artist yeah Uh, but but even any anything creative we talked a lot in that episode about like knowing your worth and you know because you have to take into the time and the time and the right. energy and the shipping. There's so many different costs. Yeah, and that's 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 real big. And it took me a long time to realize. <laughs> yeah, that's I keep hearing that same theme oh. from artistic people. Like, oh, you know, you feel bad almost making people pay, but right. that's your time and that's right. your story. And because yeah. even even when I do the process with the, uh, I charge for the outline. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm saying if, I, if I'm taking my time to, to put this outline that's going to eventually mm-hmm. turn into a whole book for you. So I, I charge that. But then sometimes, you know, when I first started, I said, oh, my goodness, I, how can I charge for, a, a, you know, you know, an outline? And, you know, but like you said, when you take into consideration your worth, your expertise in that particular thing that you're doing. And and just the time that goes into that, yeah, yeah. And so it, it sometimes it does take people with even with a, like a good heart. Now you have some people that's just strict business. <laughs> they have like literally no no thought. I'm, I'm charging. That's it. I know my worth. And sometimes that's good. That's good to mm-hmm. be, you know. And that's and and it's good. It's good business, right? You know, um, especially for somebody that's not trying to get over. Yeah. But they understand the business part of what what they're actually doing and what they're trying to put out. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it, it took me a, a while to say, you know what? It is it is okay to charge for this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 feel, and be unapologetic about it. Right, right. So. But even so, I know you mentioned that the, the bigger houses tend to charge like a percentage of sales or something like that. Right. You don't do that right now. Have you ever considered it? Or? Yes. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, that will be my shift. Mm-hmm. And so... I would charge up front for all, all of the work, but I may even give them a, um, you know, the option mm-hmm. of, you know, a certain percentage, you know, of, of the book as opposed to the different fees or, or both. I just have to see how that model looks. But, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. I did consider mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's beneficial for the, the percentage mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. of, of book sales. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know what? I wanted to really get into, because we've been touching on it here and there, your books that you're publishing or have published and written yourself or your daughters or these wonderful authors that you've picked up. So maybe you can tell us about 
a little bit about your catalog. I'm, I guess we won't be able to talk about every single thing, but. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, so the first book, as we talked about, Remember Me America, mm-hmm. Encouraging All of Us, you know, the veterans. The second book I did, Class, Class of Life. Mm, and yeah. that was um, composed of 10 different writers, uh, you, you, you being one of them, <laughs> and it, it expressed high school experiences, life experiences, and their overall encouragement to young, young people uh, graduating high school, even college, or just young adults. Mm-hmm. The third book that I did was just probably one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh, because it, it took so long to do. But because this book was such on a on a high spiritual level, and mm-hmm. I was um, anchored in evangelism, mm-hmm. and that that was the book that I really did uh, research on, a lot of prayer on, um, because I didn't want to represent God in, in, in such a <laughs> way where I'm just trying to get a book out there. Right, right, um, right, right. And this was the first book that I was able to see um, the experience uh, kicking in from the first two. Okay, um, okay. Um, you know, so that was. Anchored in evangelism, and that book just is kind of like a guidebook to help people get mm-hmm. out of the four walls of the church mm-hmm, and, 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 and go out and do as Christ did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the third book. The fourth book was actually my daughter's, and that's I Am Special, Special Indeed. Mm-hmm. And I kind of interview her. <laughs> uh, she has, you know, she has some, you know, some special needs, but it's it's, it's a little bit different physically. Doesn't have these different, uh, you know, special needs. Um, but she, she has like intellectual delays, but I just wanted to show people that, listen, you're still special no matter what. I just have to jump in with that book because I have one of my uh, persons in my group and she she has a son who has some special needs. And I got that book for her to share with her son and she was so impressed. So, <laughs> you know, so there, well, just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> the, the, the fifth book. And I haven't put it, it's, it's, it's crazy because I have books that I haven't put on the market just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm just speaking about all of just all of my personal books. Yeah. Is uh, Stop Dreaming, Make It a Reality. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much letting people know that it's okay to dream, but mm-hmm. at some point you have to wake up and make it a reality on what, where it is that you want to go. And so I, I speak about the stages of uh, dream, vision, make a goal. And execute mm. all, all, all in that order. But vision is what, what I really focus on in, in that particular book. If you don't have vision, I don't care how much you dream. There's, and I always say there's so many dreams yeah. that are in the graveyard. Mm. How many people died with a lot of dreams but never turned that dream into a vision? Wow. And yeah. so, so that's the, that's the stop dreaming book. That's the one that I love uh, the, the, the doing the workshops on. You know because Mm-hmm. I love to see creative people and entrepreneurs execute what they've always wanted to do, and, and that that again yeah. payment for me to see mm-hmm. to see that you know mm-hmm. you know. So then I have another one, um, uh, spirit, uh, spiritual nuggets, mm-hmm. and that's my first devotional book. Yeah. So it has devotions, uh, devotionals, personal stories, scriptures, prayers, and so and that's that's ready. I, I've actually had some okay. print, but I just haven't. I haven't. Pushed that one just just yet. Okay. So these are all books that I want to be able to launch all at one time. Okay. It's going to be something for you know for someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for this spiritual nuggets. I get them like personally on my text, so right. that works out well for me. Yeah. <laughs> it, has it, has, it has quotes. So it's a mixture of devotionals and quotes. Mm-hmm. So you'll have like maybe like ten devotionals with the story, the scripture, and the prayer. 
And then throughout the book, you'll see quotes from, you know, myself, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, my aunt, just, you know, just different quotes, you know. So um, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to that one. Then I have a marriage book, uh, When We Say I Do. Mm. And what that marriage book does is uh, it, it, it actually originated from my brother that was getting married a few years ago, Brandon. Okay. And what I did was I uh, asked uh, him and his wife different questions. And throughout all of these questions, everything just started formulating. And God said, this is going to help other other marriages mm-hmm. with these questions. And so, so it was a marriage workbook mm-hmm. uh, when I said, you know, when I said I do. And then, oh, my goodness. I'm not going to share the uh, what this book is about, but the book is called What If. Mm-hmm. And I believe that What If can has the possibility to, to change America. And this is a book I wrote 2004. Wow! But for such this time, it's coming out. But I'm I'm I'm, in a, I'm finishing it up on it. Okay. And and I'm like, oh my God, Lord, you got to show me immediately with this one. The cover is already done. Oh wow! Okay, you said you get a lot of energy from the covers. So the cover is already done. And so those are all the all of the books. I think I have a couple more that that that's still in the vault. You know, so and I'm I'm a firm believer: write the vision and make the plan. Mm-hmm. And so. Everything that I've written, it doesn't have to come out right then and there. And so I have a couple, few more that's just kind of sitting. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about Nevaeh's book? Because. Yes. So, <laughs> so the other people's books is the first one that's coming out is Nevaeh, uh, my daughter's book. And her book is um, we, we the People, Sixth Grade Unity. And this uh, stems from the fact that she's trying to understand how can kids white, black, Latin, Chinese, get along. And uh, racism is not as evident. But here we are as adults. Mm. And we can't, see, we can't seem to, uh, to get it right. Mm. And I do have a testimony on that. We'll, we'll share that probably maybe the next time. Right. We def- you're definitely a person we want to have come back um, on a, um, many different topics. <laughs> but, but I will say that two years ago, we started writing a book. She's Nevaeh's uh, Dark Skin. And some some kids said something to her in school when she was maybe in the fourth grade, and she cried and she came home, and and we talked about it, and she said, you know, we'll we'll do a book on it, but she didn't understand the full magnitude of racism until George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And when I came in and she was crying and she was trying to understand and process that, and that's when she said, can we finish? Can we finish my book? And so everything took pride and precedence. You know, uh, at that point, when you have somebody that want to really discuss what we're going through today. Mm. Um, so her book, should, um, that should come out. Probably, um, we're going to launch that probably in the next week or two. Mm. You know, fortunately. And she already have a list of celebrities that she want to send it out to. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and her first, her first person, she said, we have to get this to Michelle Obama. Oh, wow. And she said, if Michelle Obama saw it, you know, that's one of her. The people that she absolutely loves. So okay. And that's one book I'm hoping that everybody can kind of help 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 me push because I think mm. it's important. These 18 pages are very important for young kids and adults. Yes. Uh, yeah. To see black and white and mm. all, all different races. Especially now. Where oh, it's it just I was ta- texting Christian last night and, and earlier today, and we talk about this a lot, but it, it just feels like 
every day on so we have to take breaks from our social media accounts because it's like every yes. it's almost like every day yes. that there's something else. So and that because I know Shelby and I had a little bit of a preview of looking at Nevaeh's book. And I think it gives you hope, though, you know, to hear, hear for out of the mouth of babes, you know what they say? Right. So, right. so I, it would be, be um, nice to see that. And some of the other books was Mind Your Business by Angela Bridges. Mm. Um, that is a, a business guide, you know, mm. guidebook. Um, mm. And then, um, as I said, read, oh, Like Water mm. by uh, Nakia Mines. Oh, yes. Um, that's her. That's her poetry book. Excellent playwright and Excellent. creative person. Um, and I then, need to have her. Maybe have Nikia on the show. Yeah, she and she's doing some big things. She she was just on a a big Zoom thing with Beyonce's mother and I forgot the Richard. I forgot the guy's name. Jimmy Portier. Well, is 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 that whoever Beyonce's husband, new husband, Beyonce's mom's? Oh husband. no. Okay. Um, and so uh, they have poets from all over the country. And oh, she's wow. Featured, you know, on it. So she's definitely using her, her gift is definitely making room <laughs> to, <laughs> to rub elbows with some, some, some good and big people. Uh, and then uh, Regain Worth by Crystal Jones. Uh, we talked about that. That was an abuser. Pledged, pledged sister, uh, pledged sisterhood, spoonful of thoughts. And that's written by Dr. Carell Hilton, and she's from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that we're waiting on is, uh, this, this is the only time that we're trying to get this cover straight. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, she, uh, she, she had an idea on what her cover was to look like. And so, you know, we're trying to get that. But her book is completely finished, and that, that is a poetry book mm -hmm. um, as well. No, those, that's such a... Uh... Wow, you've you've come a long way since oh, Remember please. Me, America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, oh and, and my book will be Memoirs and Experiences of a Changed Man. Mm. And that book next year sometime, I'm not going to rush that. Right, I, right. The information that I want on there, I want to be very specific, clear, and very intentful on what yeah. needs to happen through, through that book. And it is a tell tell all book, and so but I, that book is going to show the the, the transformation mm -hmm, mm. of where I was, you know, uh, in my life, mm -hmm. and, and it taps into everything. It taps into the death of my mother. Are you gonna put some pictures in there? I'm putting. Oh, good! I want to see some old school pictures. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Interestingly enough, I was going to see you even some of the bits and pieces in there, yeah. but I said, "Oh man, Sean going to." Sure, not gonna look at me. The same, no matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I believe in transformation. That we all have everything we can we can change from. But that's 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 my pet that's my pet project. Oh, and I'm sorry. Lastly, crucified words. That is a collaborative uh, a collaboration of all of the poetry books that I've ever written. Oh now, man, I probably had maybe five different poetry books, but I, I just want one big poetry book. And it's probably well over a thousand something. Oh, poems. nice! And I just want, and that, and that's my personal project. Mm -hmm. uh, whether I sell it, don't sell it, but just saying that this is this is mine. Mm -hmm. that's that's that type of project. Mm -hmm. And you, I'm surprised you haven't uh, come up with anything with Kamika yet. <laughs> Kamika is one that she uh, she always sees. 
I don't, I don't, I don't like to read. Uh, Kamika <laughs> is in some of That's the books. That's his wife. <laughs> Kamika is my wife, and her name is in some of the books. And I asked, and she said, well, I didn't even really read what I didn't read. <laughs> so, uh, but she's very, very supportive. So, but for us to do a project, that's, that's what we interested. <laughs> and can I just say, James, uh, you, you've said this a couple of times, and I want to highlight it because I'll go back to Christian, what he said. I think Christian said something on uh, the episode where he and I were speaking about like the visual arts and he always says this to me because I I paint and some different things like that and I write and it's like once you name it it makes it real that's it and that reminds me a lot of your your cover thing and I know of a lot of different you know writers who they'll just even if you just get one book printed and has you know and you have it in your hands like no better feeling yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no better feeling each time in the mail when I get the book and open that box. Even though I've been doing this for a while, it's the same <laughs> feelings that I get where you just want to drop a tear or two, like, wow, this mm-hmm. is, you know, whether it's my name or somebody's name. Well, yeah, right. less with, when I see less with words on the bottom of that cover, it, it, you know, it, it just does something for you. So, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's like I said, a, a great catalog. And I was just wondering as we wrap it up, are there, any resources that you believe are important to anyone who wants to self-publish that they can like look up? I know like when Jules was on, she talked about like YouTube having yeah, a lot of things. I was or- actually going to bring up, there's a, um, a novelist on YouTube, um, Jessica Morrissey or Morrissey, um, if I'm pronouncing her name right. If you, you know, she like really, she actually she had to like quit her, quit her job to take care of her husband and that, you know, so she was being a, a full-time caretaker and also, you know, like writing and, and through that, like she went, got the self-publishing and now she has multiple like best-selling novels. Um, and she has her YouTube channel is all talking about exactly what we're talking about now. It's like the whole like ins and outs of the um, self-publishing industry. So definitely YouTube, check it out. Yeah, and, and, I, and I would agree with you. Definitely. YouTube, pretty much, you can get trained in just about anything. <laughs> you can probably be trained for a rocket scientist in YouTube. <laughs> but, uh, but definitely, YouTube has many, um, you know, resources on there. Um, if you went online, you can look at um, uh, what's called it's called BookBaby.com, mm. um, and although uh, they're like a, a, you know, you can get your books about eBooks, but they have so much information in regards to self-publishing. Mm-hmm. There's another one, uh, Smash Words. Um, and again, you don't have to go through those uh, sites to get your ebook. I'm just speaking just for information, information for yeah. purposes. You know, it, it would definitely help you. Even Amazon, even even Amazon will give you, uh, you know, information. Oh wow! To, you know, self publishing and um, you know, and they do have customer service. And, mm-hmm. you know, so 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 those are some of the resources that. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that you can go in, in, in regards to that. So you want to share with us like your publishing website and if people want to get in touch with you, like what, what where would they look? Yeah, so you would look up uh, blessedwithwords.org O-R-G, and it will give you the different services that I, you know, that I provide. It will give you the books that's on sale right now. Um, and then just, you know, just a little bit of information um, on me as well. So blessedwithwords.org and then the phone phone number uh four three four eight zero six five three five seven. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I'm very personal. So if you have a project, definitely let's let's talk about it. And then mm-hmm. I can, you know, I may be able to lead you down the right path. Even if I can't do your project, mm-hmm. I should be able to help encourage you to move to a different 
uh, place and wherever you're at, you know, be it if you already have your book, mm-hmm. if you just need to start. And, and I, I'm very specific about that. That is the biggest thing. People just don't know how to start. Mm-hmm. If you give me a call, I, I'll be able to help get you past that hump of just starting. You know, even if you don't publish a book for a couple of years now, you know, from a couple of years from now, mm-hmm. just starting is what, you know, the biggest thing. I will never forget um, at the women's conference, Elizabeth Gilbert. I don't remember what year this was. I don't even... She's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. She was speaking, and one of the things that she said, and she also has a TED talk on this, so check check it out. I'll I'll put it in, you know, all of our links and stuff. But one of the things I think she she talks about is how we as creatives are so caught up in like it being like a masterpiece, right. so that then we don't start. Because we're right. we're we're afraid that it you know it's not going to be perfect, but or because we glorify all of these like big names mm-hmm. um, and say oh they just they they have this this, this muse or they there's just they have this like almost supernatural or like yeah. out out otherworldly gift when really she's like okay it's okay that you have a muse and like I know James you've talked about like. Um, your relationship with uh, Christianity and, and and God, but you also have to show up. Like, just show up, Absolutely. you know, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. and 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 work because then that means that you've done your job. As yes, long sir. as you get get there and work, you've done your God, and then uh, you've done your job, and then any whatever happens will you know right. will happen. Right. Right. Uh, at least you showed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I think that's a that's really a good good point. And I think showing up, carving that time out to allow yourself to, to do that right. creative thing in the midst of all the other things that are going on are some important points. And, and you know, just 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 writing. You said That's many it. times, just, just writing. So I, I really want to thank James again for coming today, especially because James does not live in the area. He came out of state. <laughs> so we just were really fortunate that he was going to be in town in and, and close enough by that he could stop by and, and do this podcast with us. And um, as I mentioned, I'd really love to have James come back again on another topic. He's he's very, as you can tell, very well versed on many different things. I could see a poetry one, maybe with um, yeah, poetry Nakia or something. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that might be a nice nice uh, contrast. And I would like to you know speak about like theater and you've you've mentioned a, a couple times that you've ri- written scripts and, and things and, and oh, that yeah. aspect because yeah, that's so I mean, key and, and james could come and talk about yeah theater, writing scripts yeah yeah, yeah. Well, when that opens up i'm hoping that we can get back on the stage <laughs> <laughs> yes yep so yeah, this so. is wonderful so i definitely appreciate y'all having me uh it's been wonderful and i just want to leave everybody with uh say it seize it executed and it will all be well and that we are all we all have a story and we are we all can be right we all can we all have a story inside of us that we'll be able to that get out if you so choose enough said yeah write 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 the book write the book (laughs) (laughs) 